If I were a rich man. Whether you're in your smart car avoiding Hummers or you're in your house avoiding the J-Dubs, there's no avoiding us, the Drew Marshall Show, live through our website and right here on Joy 1250. Well, you've seen him on the uh, Late Show with David Letterman and on Everyone Loves Raymond. I guess it's Everybody Loves Raymond. Make sure we get that right. Uh, each summer at the Just for Last Festival in Montreal, he delivers the State of the Industry Address, but he is probably best known for his mockery of himself, as well as other comedians more deserving of his wrath. The website is andykindler.com, and uh, I just like him. That's all there is to it. Andy, how the heck are you? Well, first of all, that was a fantastic introduction. Well, I'm telling you, we uh, we do our best here on the show. Our staff of uh, 17 writers put that together. I loved it, and also... Yes. I- have to don't want to start out with a uh, with humor. No, but, <laughs> no. But uh, if the, uh, Jewish people were always worried about being stereotyped about how we feel about money. Yeah. And yet we uh, that's one of our more popular songs. <laughs> if I had lots of money, if I was really wealthy, oh how wonderful! Ba 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 bing bang boom. What could be better than that? You know what I'm saying? I would stay away. Yeah. I'm just saying, as a songwriter, I would stay away from that. But, yeah. <laughs> Andy, I gotta say, I gotta let our listeners in on how you and I first met. I was uh, coming into the A-list celebrity hotel over in uh, Vancouver uh, when I was out there for uh, Comedy Fest, and I was going to the elevator, and uh, lo and behold, there was uh, you and Tom Arnold standing together. I I I ignored you and and paid more attention to the bigger name. <laughs> And, uh, and of course, uh, Tom and I chatted about a mutual friend we had, uh, Candace Cameron Bure. Uh, he and Candace worked in some Christmas movie together, and and uh, then we uh, kind of ran into each that other. Was that a, it wasn't a wrestling thing, right? N- excuse me? No. I mean, I'm sorry, not wrestling. Were you talking about hockey with him? Well, we were talking about hockey as well. Yep, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were, I, I was uh, convinced you were a performer, and I kept thinking, yeah. I don't know, the more I looked at you, I thought... Uh, uh, I know this guy. I know this guy. That's yeah. what I did. I, yeah. I thought I, that you were a uh, someone I knew from yeah. TV or the movies. No, no. Sorry to burst that bubble awfully quick. Or the faith community. Or the, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then um, lo and behold, uh, we were we were on this show together called Out of Bounds, My uh, Ass, and uh, the the, uh, the subtitle was uh, Oh My God, and it was a panel of comedians talking about God. We had an atheist comedian moderator, we had another atheist comedian, we had a comedian who grew up in a Baptist uh, background, and she was just bitter, and then we had and then we had you uh, who came on and, and sort of pseudo defended. God in your in your shtick, and then uh, the president of the Canadian Humanist Society came out. We're talking about an hour long setup for me to come out and defend God, and and uh, I I failed miserably. No, I thought you did a fantastic job. Actually, I thought you were uh, very eloquent, articulate, and in other words, that I could come if I had my thesaurus up right now, <laughs> yeah. I would come up with another word. But no, I mean it was a tip. It was a. I don't know why I said. I don't want to get into the habit of going. But no. What? Uh, but no. But, but it no. was one of those situations where you, we did. I felt ganged up on in a way. But I mean, I wasn't not ganged up on where I was going to cry. Like no. I was being bullied. But no. It, it, it was a t- uh, to me a typical way that that kind of discussion is is framed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With lots of people on the one side. What are these crazy? What are, you know? Primitive God believing people. Yeah. No. I know. <laughs> and yeah. let's bring one out. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring one of those people out right now. 
No, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. As a matter of fact, it was it was uh, the the uh, the uh, a- the other atheist comedian. I can't remember his name, but he was just riffing something fierce. He was he was he was bitter and twisted, and he came out and and then we all sat down there on, as a, on a panel, a bunch of chairs beside each other, all warm and friendly. And and he started off by saying, "Now before this thing begins, I would just like to say that this guy here," and he pointed to me. He should need, he should be the next Blanken Pope. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I thought that was a lovely compliment. It was really really nice. I think he actually felt he I think came out and attacked and then felt uh, bad that he attacked. Well, way. he should. I mean, he should. He should. <laughs> yeah. I should be the only one allowed to attack. That was rules yeah. were made. Uh, I I actually kind of attacked you a little bit there. I, I and I'd like to do the same thing at, at this particular point. Uh, do you have your cue cards ready for this interview? You know those cue cards you never go to? But oh, yeah, you, you, you got, yeah, that's right. That was a little schmabopi there. I had a laugh very hard when you did that. Yeah, I have uh, index cards because I have no memory. Now, I don't, like if I'm going to do a, uh, like I did a Comedy Central special, I didn't have the cards no. with me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but if I'm doing like something uh, a little bit more off the cuff where I'm, like in the alternative clubs, we all agreed, hey, why should we, uh, why don't we bring our act on cards <laughs> or, new, or or on notebooks. I think I was the one who pioneered index cards. Yeah, you you, you started it. But you gave me a shot. Yeah, I, I did. That was the nature of the shot. Was. I threw that right back. Actually, you re- I remember you came out. I, you made me nervous. Here I was delivering my sh- my spiel, and uh, and then my peripheral, I caught the great Andy Kindler come out from backstage and kind of lean against the wall. And oh, kinda... that was me. I wasn't trying to, uh, I was, I wanted to watch. I, I wasn't was... trying to jinx you. Did, oh. did I throw you off? No, it, was, it worked better because I had another little thing where I, I said something funny, and I looked over at you like, hey, I can be funny too, you know. You know. <laughs> I think. I think. What did I say? I said uh, the church needs to be more comfortable talking about sex. And and people, please, for goodness' sake, when will the church understand masturbation can't be beat alone? <laughs> you see, I was, and then I looked at you and said, "Yeah, hey, huh? huh? come on, is that not the kind of that material would have fit right into the into the movie Funny People <laughs> the DVD finally Great. on demand? And uh, by the way, yes, on demand." And the movie Funny People, there's something wrong with uh, those two phrases back to back. I did not really have to afterwards feel like I must see this movie <laughs> this evening. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's ironic, I'm sorry. I gotta say, it's it's a shonda how you are making less money than Dane Cook. I I really feel like you and he are are mishfuka. Did you see? There was a. <laughs> you know, I don't know. We, have, I don't know we really the, are. I don't know really. what the heck I'm talking about, but I. Well, I think you're saying that. Uh, I think you're saying, in a way, that there's a, a kinship between me and Dane Cook. <laughs> and I would, I would probably challenge that. But, you know, we were all in the, and I want to brag, no. but I was in the Quad City, Iowa area. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to feel bad about their own lives. No. But uh, so I was playing a club there called Penguins, which is actually a very fun club. But Dane Cook was playing the iWireless, Staples, oh. Wireless. What was the difference uh, in cover charge that night between the his two? His was $103 a ticket, uh-huh. and mine were $14. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. And I don't think I still think there were seats. Still seats, as always. Still seats available. Still seats available. Yeah. Yeah. There's always room. When if you like Andy Kindler, one of the advantages of following me is there's always room. Yeah, but you're not a huge fan of the Last Comic Standing. I understand. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, that's that's like the death of com- the world of comedy to you. It's like yeah, my whole thing is. I don't, I'm not a big fan of, I think stand-up is already embarrassing enough that <laughs> people do it. It's already a weird thing to get up and stage and go, good uh, Good evening. Now, isn't it crazy how your shoes, why don't they call them sneakers or whatever the heck. <laughs> uh, so just just anything you can, don't cheapen it further. You yeah. know, I don't need to see stand-up comics competing from uh, 
giant bowls of oatmeal or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so I don't like the con- the contest when the all you know when all comics came up. There was always you know like there was San Francisco comedy competition and. I don't know what I meant by they came up. But uh, so competitions are okay, I think, in a certain... Remember uh, Ted Mack Amateur Hour? Hello? Oh, come on. <laughs> Thank you for that moment. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, it really is a... Uh, it makes me feel bad about comedy, that show. You're coming back on Letterman maybe doing a Super Bowl reporting thing, or are you going to get bumped again? I I think I can't get bumped. Well, I don't think I've been bumped that much, but I don't think I can get bumped because I'm doing an actual piece for, for them. Yeah. For the Super Bowl, so yeah. if I get bumped, I'll be uh, that's not going to go surprised and yeah. shocked. What and it's what are you like? You're going to go interview uh, the team, uh, go into the dressing room with the to- the towels and the half nakedness, or what are you doing? I think what happens is, and I don't even know where it's televised this year. If it's televised, because uh, if it's CBS is televising it, which I don't know if they are, then you get more access. But I've only done it once before. But you're limited by the people who are broadcasting it. So I think it was ABC that year or whoever it was. They don't they, they get the first dibs and everything. Right. But I did get into the locker room last time and I got to interview uh, Stevie Wonder last time. Wow. And Evander Holyfield. Wow. And uh, And now you're on the Drew Marshall show. <laughs> you uh and you and John Dora did what, half hour com- with Comedy Central recently? When was that? Yeah, we just uh both taped uh or recorded or digitized <laughs> our Comedy Central half hour presents the half hour ones at the John Jay Theater in New York, and we were back-to-back on the same show. That was fun. He's really funny. Have you sold any of those uh, those DVDs that you and your wife did? And, uh, I, we and, have I, don't, and I don't mean that one. <laughs> you know, there, uh, we have been selling. We have been selling. I mean, I'm not saying they're going like uh, hotcakes. They're selling like DVDs. <laughs> and again, if you want to, they're all available on my website. And don't feel like if you go on there, you're going to be backed up by a lot of traffic. No. You're going to have to wait. No, none of that. Your transaction will go through immediately. <laughs> Not because I have a tremendous server. It's just there will only be a couple of people trying. I want to commend you for working your way through the system of figuring out that sort of thing, how to how to sell stuff online, and just figuring out PayPal in and of itself. Well done. Well, that was my, my wife and I are in, uh, we like to say, in business together. But my wife figured out all the pay, the PayPal stuff will will drive you crazy. Yeah. I think it's, it's like a... Uh, it's like uh, passing your the bar, except at the end of it, you know, I don't think you can uh, practice law. Yeah, you, well, so you're saying that Susan is the is the administrative genius in your family? No, you know, we both trade off on things, but uh, we're both supposed to be in charge of uh, you know doing things. But I do find a way to shrink from my responsibility. <laughs> and so you should. I like to walk around as a genius. I'm a genius. How could I possibly? How could you? Do you want to waste my genius looking up uh, things about PayPal? Shouldn't I be coming up with the next great uh, Larry the Cable Guy character? Oh, please. Can I? Oh, i got to tell you this. I was driving back from somewhere up north, northern Ontario, to my cottage, and the halfway point was Casino Rama. So I stopped in there because I needed to stretch my wallet. And I... um, I, the, the media liaison lady came up and said, hey, you want to see a show? I said, well, sure, we're here. We're killing a bit of time. Sure, what do you got? What's going on right now? So, well, in about 15 minutes, a comedy show, Larry the, Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. And um, it was uh, it was kind of a uh, – it was, it was shocking, honestly. The, I, <laughs> no, well, no, what was more shocking was the clientele. I mean, that is – he is hitting the right market. He He is casino crowd. You know what I mean? It's a, that is a beautiful audience for him. Right, and also angry. I mean, it's a shrinking uh, demographic, but it's the yeah. angry people, angry white people. Yes, people who are angry white people who just think if if all of these minorities weren't getting such a fantastic uh, 
uh, chance in life. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I could accom- I could accomplish more. Exactly. They're standing in my way. Yes, <laughs> they were writing those country music lyrics on their way to the gig, uh, and the trailers, the the tra- the mobile, the, tra- the I don't know what you call them, the big the house on wheel things. The, there were ninety three of them in the parking lot. It was unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. Hey, uh, you know, are you in that room in your house with the bookshelf? I am in that room. I'm you know that house. really butt-ugly picture that's to the right of the bookshelf? Did you paint that? No, I didn't paint that, but I actually like that picture. Come like on. That that is, is, your, is that your favorite? That's not my... That's like a Picasso-ish kind of uh, vomitous sort of... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like... it's. Because you, you're artistic, you can do cartoons. I have, I have my watercolor. I didn't want to have one of my own uh, watercolors behind me. Did you pay a lot of money for that? Uh, no, but it's uh, it's friends of ours. Oh, sorry. So I just <laughs> I, I, no, but they're actually very talented people. So you I had you had to like put it up. You had to put it up. It was a gift that you had no, to put no, up. No, I like it. It's got a. Uh, it's it's. An, it, I like that one. It's a weird thing, but I like it. It was painted by two people. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> 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 There's not a lot of co- 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 cohesion, coherence. Co- um, I would like to ask. I would like a to duo, ask a yeah, duo, a painting duo, that's it, like that's, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One could reach further than the other. Does it seem really, uh, Andy, like a thousand years since since Andy and Bill, or does it seem like 1984? <laughs> Where would you find out about Andy and Bill? Andy and Bill is the comedy duo I was in, as nobody knows but you. <laughs> and uh, he's still a friend of mine. He's a he's, he's a, a shrink. He's a therapist. Well, he's a, a shrink implies doctor. No, he's a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, uh, um, but how do you know all this? Yeah. How do I know that picture is hanging beside right behind you right now? Uh, in my house. Yeah. There's an Andy and Bill shot in there. No, that that's a Picasso-ish uh, piece there. How did I know that? I just. Uh... Oh yeah, you know that's right. You're you're able to divine things. This is where the faith thing comes in. That's it. But no, I started. I was in a college duo when I first started. <laughs> Andy and Bill. Do you miss those days? Uh, no. no. Well, actually, it's fun doing it. I think it was a great thing because uh, starting out stand-up is is probably the most uh, not the most uh, uh, anxiety-ridden. It was very anxiety-ridden, so to be able to start out with somebody to cushion the blow yeah. was great. And he's really, really funny, but then uh, it, it, it started to not work when I would, first of all, I would bail out of every bit that didn't wasn't going well. Uh, he would, you know, I was like the worst person for that. If it's not going well, I said, I said okay, uh, maybe I'm not um, uh, a gay Martian. <laughs> maybe so I'm not uh, looking for, for gold on the beach. Your improv team just loved you. Yeah, so as soon as I heard it, when they said you have to agree in improv, I said, "Well, that this is really the worst idea ever." You are the uh, that's funny. You are the Andy in team. <laughs> exactly. How is agreeing funny? <laughs> yes, and how's yes, that? Yes, and funny? yes, and. What's oh, funny that's... about that? You know what's funny? No, and I'd like to kick kick in the tummy. Yeah, that's funny. Tummy, I just said. I know funny. Tummy. Exactly. That's a funny word. I just finished, I told you that, I just finished my uh, stand-up course at Second City here in Toronto, and I did my first uh, five-minute bit. There's a word I've always wanted to use, bit. And um, <laughs> You sound waspy saying it. Yeah. Well, sorry, I don't have the thing in there. I, no, it was, it, was, uh, it was a success. People loved me. Uh, it went over quite well. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that, and that, what a great place to, to, to learn. Oh, yeah. No, I learned from the best. That's... Uh, the book just came out today. I, 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 I saw it in the uh, bookstore about their, the recollections of Second City. Yeah, that'll be a good read. I'd plug it if if I could make money make off money. it somehow. <laughs> I know. Well, Wouldn't that be good if you could make money recommending things? <laughs> you know what I'd recommend? What's that? Uh, nothing. I, uh, Andy. Jules. What, can we talk? <laughs> can we talk Jew? Let's talk Jew. What? 
<laughs> do you get it? Who was that guy? You were doing a podcast in a small little room in the hotel, and there was a young lad who looked more Jewish than you. He is, uh, that's Josh Fadum. Who's he? He's a young, he's a young up, as I, I could now sound like an old Jewish promoter. He's yeah. a young up-and-coming comedian who's making a lot of noise. Yeah. And, uh... The kid's creating quite a buzz. Is he? Yeah, he's very, as you can tell, he's a very physical comedian. Yes. And Wait. he looks a little, and uh, we have an idea. I wanted to uh, uh, shoot the Andy Kindler story as if I've just retired. Yeah. And looking back over my career, he's going to play he's, the uh, he's gonna play Andy you? Kindler. Yeah, he's going to play you. That's a great idea. Yeah, and that pot, and the talk about it, something that took, uh, caught fire was that uh, hotel podcast. Oh, listen, the lines? We had four people the first day. We had eight people the second day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, uh, God stuff. Let's get into this because let's you. you and let's you and I had a little brief conversation at the end of the show. You were very complimentary, very kind. I find, you know I saw that sweetness in you, and then uh, we continued that conversation at Yuck Yucks out out in the foyer while people were were doing things. Uh, big crowd inside, and you and I were chatting. And and you have quite a storied uh, background when it comes to faith. Uh, and and I was intrigued to hear your 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 journey. So let's get stuck into this. Cool. Raised in a in a Jewish home. No. Well, raised in a Jewish home, but uh, uh, I would say that both my parents were reluctantly Jewish. My mom was like my mom was raised in a uh, in Mamaronek, and she like she was the only Jewish uh, person, like or one of the only Jewish people in her community. So she always felt like weird about being Jewish. Right. And my dad was always leaning, was always a kind of agnostic. I'm not saying he's atheist, but. Uh, he's agnostic. He's certainly heavily agnostic. <laughs> right. Okay. But but I went to be. But that being said, they they subjected me to a Jewish religious school from the time I was like six years. And for some reason, we went on. I was Reformed Jewish. What? First of all. What does that exactly mean? Right, there's three. There's three levels. <laughs> there's, three, there's, uh, there's three different sects. There's the uh, Orthodox, the Conservative, and the Reformed. And the Reformed are the ones that can can get away with more stuff. Yeah, the reform people are not so much in into the uh, the holidays <laughs> or the rituals right. or the temple yeah. or each other. So uh, <laughs> I used to have this. Uh, you see, my my theory about my mom is that she's uh, anti-Semitic Jewish, not really anti-Semitic, but a lot of Jews are anti-Semitic kind of, you know, or self-hating Jews. And uh, people say, well, how, why would you say something like that? And I say, well, just spend a day at the temple where I grew up. All right, <laughs> make your own decision. Right. So reform is, le- is less uh, is is less ritual based, and that's kind of in a way good because the rit- the Jewish rituals are a pain in, in the ass. They really are. Yeah, yeah. The kosher. No, you know I understand, and see that's why I don't understand the Messianic Jews. I talked about them earlier in the show because seriously, the, the, if you're into the real Jesus stuff, the, you know maybe the evangelical stuff, uh, there should be. It's part of the selling feature. There is less rules. And then you jump over to the Messianic Jewish stuff. You know, you start. Then you bring in a whole bunch of Jewish rules. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, that sounds like the word. It's like a lose lose. Yes. But uh, so uh, I, I agree with you 100. percent But I don't think there's a there's a certain lack of uh, rationality or something that goes on there. But so I mean, the thing about me was that uh, you know there are certain things as a kid that you lo- you love. Like we have a, a, a how they call it suk- uh, sukkot. Okay. Yeah, which is like the. Um, festival of the harvest kind of a thing right so they have like an outside thing with uh, there's a lot of words i don't know you got the grogger and the mcgregor and the mcgregor but it's just basically like here's the uh here's the uh produce and the, everything maturing and it's late fall and yeah. have, have a, a piece of challah have with a, honey on it have a what piece of challah bread 
Challah. Challah bread. Okay. Uh, you can get you're, that in Montreal, not Toronto. You're, you're a very flimmy people, aren't you? <laughs> I wish we were Flemish. Oh. That, that would that would help. Oh. Uh, so then, so that, so, but yeah, but then a lot of the holidays are just depressing, like uh, Passovers. You know, I, I used to talk about this in my act all the time. Like all the holidays are, well, we suffered a thousand years ago, so we continue to uh, remind ourselves of how much we suffered, and so we eat this bread that called matzo because we didn't yeah. have a chance to bake it 3,000 years ago, so yeah. uh, we eat it the same way today to remind us to be miserable and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So as a kid, that's a, you don't get that cool Santa Claus type thing. No, no. And it, well, it's, it reminds me of bipolar people listening to country music. It's not, you shouldn't do it, <laughs> you know? Okay, so uh, you, where are you at now? I mean, you grew up with, with some kind of confused, reluctant Judaism type deal and and uh then where did the god stuff go did it just become okay i i have uh, this heritage of of judaism and there's god, there's god stuff in my past but i i'm not quite sure if there really is a god now i think there is i'm not sure Do, is it a jew well, I, uh, I all have... gods are the same i mean where, where, what's what's going on now well this, the the other track is the other track is that i feel i've always felt heavily heavily culturally jewish and that's part of like you know the comedy background, and you know, I really relate to the whole. Uh, you know, because my theory is that Jewish people are funny even when they when they're not even trying to be funny. Yes. Like I'm driving in a car with my friend, and Whitney Houston's song "How Will I Know" is on. He goes, "You'll know, Whitney. You'll know. <laughs> Believe me. You'll know." Yes. <laughs> or when my uh, when my <laughs> uncle was watching uh, Paul Simon in the park uh, with uh, Paul Simon and Garfunkel like 30 years ago, and he goes, "That Paul Simon's okay. He's not one of those." Uh, jazzed up characters in the cockamamie outfits. <laughs> Which now, listen, uh, doing the research I did on, for this Hanukkah show. By the way, Happy Hanukkah. Happy uh, Hanukkah I didn't realize that uh, cockamamie, cockamamie was a, was one of your words. Your 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 people. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, I well, it's, it's, it's Yiddish. It's right? Yiddish. Yeah, exactly. And so, but he wasn't even trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I always. I grew up with all that, but then I just never felt... I went through the typical... I don't know, for me, I don't know, for all kids, but I went through... I believed in... Uh, I got into, like, the occult... Like, you know, like the... like um, Not the occult occult, but believing in hypnotism and all this kind of stuff. And I was, like, Whoa. 13 and 14 and... Did uh, you have, like, a Ouija board and stuff? Yeah, I, I loved all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, then as I went along uh, and I got into college, I had certain spiritual ex experiences that were stimulated by, like, substances... All right. Yes. Yeah. Then I began to see what all the spiritual people have been talking about. Finally, your eyes were were opened. Yes, and then also my mom. And this is going to sound strange. But my mom, when I was sixteen, she converted and she became a Quaker, which is a very the different sect of it. But the sect that she belongs to is a very cool kind of meditative, you know, pacifist type of religion. And they don't really believe in dogma, but she had a very strong connection to Jesus. And really conveyed that to me. So it wasn't like that she made me have the same connection, although I, I, I kind of feel, I see it. I can feel it strongly. The, the, and even Lenny Bruce talked about, not even Lenny Bruce, Lenny Bruce talked about how, you know, when you had someone like Jesus as a kid to relate to, there's a chance that you could relate to God in a more personal way. And Jewish people, we really didn't have that chance. There's nothing personal. I mean, it's not, you can't get that excited about Moses. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, that, so then everything became uh, came together, and then kind of a rebellion against my father, who was so like anti-religion in any format. Then I I started to fight with my dad a lot in my twenties about God and stuff like that. But now I don't fight as much about it because I just feel like I don't have to defend it as much because I just feel that, that you know I feel a sense of God or whatever the word you want to use to describe us all 
connect, being connected. But you but see, I don't the, have to defend it as much. The Quaker thing is just a whole, and that's the thing that really uh, uh, got me interested in actually having you on the show. It wasn't how funny you are, or how nice you are. It was the uh, the Quaker slash Jewish background, and that just seemed to be a bizarre mix. You know, um, I wish I always hoped that it would take off comedically for me with all my I'm a half Quaker, yeah. half Jewish jokes. What, yeah, and and how many of those did you come up with? None. Yeah. Because I would be they they call me hacky in the business. Yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to get laughs at the expense of. I want to eat oatmeal, but get a good deal on it. <laughs> Hello. And on and on and on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so do you, your mom... I'm, on, I'm a pacifist, but don't aggravate me. <laughs> uh, Andy Kindler, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Drew Marshall Show. So is, is your mom still... Like, she's, she's into the Jesus stuff then, right? Well, no, well, it's not like she's into the Jesus stuff. It's like... Uh, it's, and she has no, there's no dogma attached to it, or no, like, uh, she doesn't walk around like, uh, T Tim Tebow with the John 316. <laughs> she does wear that stuff, though. What's that called? The, the big wig? She wears the big no, wig? No, no, you know that Tim Tebow from Florida? He, he, where the football players, under their eyes, they put black things. Oh, right, the, the, uh, the, the, the stop the glare off the skin thing. And it yeah. says John 316. She wears, she wears yeah, that? Yeah, she wears those, wow. but not with religious messages. No. No, but but she just felt that it was a personal. She really felt the per, a personal connection to that story, I guess. Yeah, and that story, I mean, to the actual uh, feeling of of Jesus. Do you? I mean, is it? I get the sense from people that I speak with uh, in the biz or in show business in Hollywood or whatever that it's actually more. It, it's cooler to be esoteric. It's cooler to float. It's cooler to not land on something. It, it just seems to be more in. And I know how in you are. Uh, you know, you, you, the, the hipness reeks out of you. <laughs> but but have you ever had a desire to say, look, seriously, enough is enough? You'd think one of these things would stand out if it was actually true. <laughs> yes? No? Well, I guess I'll let you know. I'm so hip. I haven't even left my house, but I do have my a lot of hair gel in my head. <laughs> Just for this radio. Just interview. for the interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what do you mean? Like one of the religions would have yeah. taken off? Yeah. You'd think if one of them is really true, if one of them is true, you'd think it would stand out a little more than the rest. Right? Uh, like we like the one would be the well the Jews we like to say we're the chosen people but yeah. that never again the uh, branding somehow yeah. you didn't have William Morris uh, working for you on that we, one that's what we should have had we should have had uh, we should have been our religion should have been packaged it should have been a lot better pack uh, instead you got uh, you know, the, the history of the world with Mel Brooks and dropping one of the tablets Ten Commandments things happening yeah there. but uh, I do think uh, Christianity has taken off. But okay, so nothing convinces you about the like. Do you, have you ever had a moment at all where you've just said, maybe Jesus is who he said he was? Oh no, I do believe that. I, but, but I believe in, in. But my feeling is that he, I think he was saying that God is in all of us. Right. So yeah, I do believe. Oh, I think he was a prophet, and I think he was. Uh, I love. I love. I love him. <laughs> I really. <laughs> well, do. you have to say that. Everyone. No, said. but I love. Whole, I love. It, and I'm into. Um, that woman, uh, I think I told you about her, Elaine Pagel, who writes about the different Gospels that you know they've been finding later, right. the Gospel according to Thomas. And so I also believe there's a lot of politics, obviously in, Christ obviously in Christianity, about what Gospels got emphasized. But no, I, I think it's a, 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 it's really a fantastic. Uh, I think it's a fantastic, not just story, just the whole thing. No, I buy, I'm on board. You're on board. But I don't need to join the. Do I need to join an organization? <laughs> Well, no, I don't think so. And, and, and I don't rule out the, I don't rule out other uh, prophets. Right. 
Like and that's the thing. Well, I don't know much about Muhammad, but I'm assuming that all of the ones that are celebrated by many, many people, they're probably all pretty cool. They got a little something, more. something going on. If the more people yeah. that are into it, the better. No, that's no because that would then say George W. Bush was <laughs> no, no, exactly wrong. No numbers uh, do not mean anything. Maybe it's staying power. Yeah, staying power over the years. Right. Like Buddha seemed totally cool. Well, he's got he sits. That's why he's got staying power. He just that's all he does is not sit. fun to the party. Not, I mean, let's not get ourselves. It's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> and it, well, see, when I first started doing the show seven years ago and interviewed these people about their spiritual lives, a lot of the question I would ask a lot of the times was, especially of the Jesus people who were celebrities, do you have to be quiet about your Jesus stuff in Hollywood? Because I've heard about persecution, persecution in Hollywood. They don't like the Jesus people there. You know, you, the, you guys run the show, right? You run Hollywood. And when yeah, they, we do, and we really, and we have meetings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I do, but. I do think that there is that thing. I think there is a, a danger that people, again, like uh, when anyone, uh, that night, that day when we were arguing about God, it's like, I think people who are, a lot of people who are atheists don't, uh, uh, are very dismissive of anybody. Like, look, look how Bill Maher is about anybody who has belief. Yeah, but that religious was spot on. I mean, there's a deep comedic well of material within the, the world of, of, of uh, religion, right? Well, I didn't see the movie, but oh. the way he's so mean about uh people who believe anything yeah his, his 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 concept of what believing is is so narrow kind of that christopher hitchens uh you know uh, religion is not is not just something that's passive if you if people if a mass of people believe in something that is not true it is uh it is something that should be destroyed and and uh, and stopped right and that also that scientist guy gets on my nerves uh, Dawkins, yeah, Dawkins, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, they're, they're, I find them to be very abrasive people, right. and I don't think that most people who are relig- who are spiritual, take the Bible literally. Right. I used to have a joke: the only people who take the Bible literally are atheists and uh, uh, fundamental Christians. Yeah, well, yeah. fundamentalists on both sides are, are uh, I don't like them on either side. Right, exactly. You know, I, look, I, I think I believe in the fundamentals of the Bible, but being a fundamentalist, uh, there's a reason the word mental is in the middle of, of that. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. Uh, there's it, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you ever get attached to any... I, I, I could find a, a Hardy Boys book and say, like, yeah, this is my book now. Why would any book ever make you, well, maybe the Hardy Boys Bible <laughs> comparison is a little weak, but yeah. why would you ever get uh, get attached on a written document yeah. as opposed to... Well, because what you're saying is the man-made, the potential for man-made error in that written book is just too big to actually hunker down into the truth of it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and obviously the, the most poetic parts of the Bible, I mean, I think they probably got it pretty right from the translations from whatever the original language is. I mean, there there is... Uh, incredibly beautiful stories in the bible and, and all many many of the religious yeah. um documents so they I, they shouldn't be dismissed but when people hold on to this literal thing and go hey this says this and if you're gay it, you do it says it right here you should i mean if you start to attach you know find things in the bible to believe things based on that that are well yeah and that's where the math is wrong that's then that new kind of math does not work where you you believe something and then you go searching through the bible to back it up that's exactly. that's uh, backwards actually and who would want i mean i don't why would you want to, to yeah so, much so out there so andy uh, before we say goodbye that was our hint that we won't be much longer before we say goodbye have you ever had like a really i mean you probably can't admit this cuz it's hollywood and they'll think you're more nuts than you really are but a spiritual like god have you have you experienced god ever uh well i think uh i have uh, it's the i've had these 
experience, and I hate to say that they were, I don't think they were all um, on substances. <laughs> right. <laughs> that I was uh, working on the government. I was in, working in some government programs, spirituality. Uh, <laughs> but I did have experience. Yes, I've had some very, very, I've also had out-of-body experiences. And I all, and which may, I've had a lot of experiences that make, makes me feel like a lot of things that people report as extra terrestrial or not that extraterrestrial but supernatural yeah. i think a lot of those things uh do exist but i think a lot of people are also making a lot of money on saying that they know something about it yeah benny hinn but, yeah i love benny hinn exactly but i have had a very uh strong spiritual experiences but no no one nothing where hi andy i am god how's it going <laughs> <laughs> which is i imagine exactly how his voice is like yes hello andy yeah it's god i'm going to be very disappointed if god ends up sounding like don knotts Oh, I, uh, actually, I, I asked Tim Conway. Uh, had, uh, you know, I, I like Tim Conway. I've always, I love always, him. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that too. I didn't want to sound too uh, fundamentalist about it. I uh, had the chance to meet him, and it was, you know, he's a childhood hero of mine, and uh, he travels with a, a lady, a female impressionist, a celebrity impressionist, Louise Duarte, and uh, and and when I asked uh, Tim Conway, who makes you laugh, uh, he said Don Knotts. Yeah, well, you can't go. I mean, you cannot go wrong with. It. I, I think the Andy Griffith show or, or is maybe the you know that's like on my top five list. Really? Shows. I love it. Okay, so let's let's. Uh, that's the segue. That's my spiritual. That's your, <laughs> that's your mecca. We're full circle now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who makes Andy Kindler laugh? Everyone asks you that question. You're probably sick of it. Don't care. I still want to well, know the answer. I think everyone knows that. Uh, you know, Letterman. I guess it's Letterman. And uh, I love him, and then but I also love like uh, Albert Brooks. I grew up uh, loving, and uh, Woody Allen, and Richard Pryor, and Gary Shandling. Yeah. And currently, I love uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis. Excuse me. Zach Galifianakis. Okay. Do you know him? Uh, he's got a big beard, apparently. Yeah, very very funny. I don't know. My my uh, my engineer said that to me. He gave me sign language to help me in the interview. He has a big beard. Does uh, he have a big oh, beard? He's in that Las Vegas the hangover. movie. The Hangover. And Paul F. Tompkins is great. Right. He's a great. Uh, did you ever Did you ever get into Billy Connolly or any or Ricky Gervais oh, or you know? Like I a, love Ricky. Oh, that I'm glad you brought Ricky Gervais because uh, the British version of The Office is my like my favorite show. Up there, my favorite shows, and he's I think incredible. And Billy Connolly, I don't know as much about, but when I've seen him, he's maybe less. What about the extras? Extras? Have you ever seen that? that I series? love that show too. Yeah, you would be great on that. Oh, oh yeah. well, I'm. Oh, it's too late. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> two seasons. That's it. We're done. That's it. It's gone. Uh, Andy, listen, uh, we've been uh, a bit silly along the way here, but I I would not have asked you had I not detected a, an authenticity in you. And you have you have your shtick and your bits and all the other languages that you guys use the words, but you have got a warm heart, man. You really do. I don't care what anybody says. Well, I feel the same way about you. I really had a great, I really felt great uh, talking to you that night. It was really a great experience. It was an honor to uh, to have met you personally, but also to uh, hear a little bit more of your journey on the show on our Hanukkah this show. Fun, today, really on our fun Hanukkah show. Thank you. And now, listen, you're off to a, f- a funeral. Is that right? Or off to? Uh, it's a memorial, memorial. service. Okay. Well, I. I uh... I hope I uh, hope the rest of your day goes well. I hope uh, Han- Hanukkah goes well. Do you wish? Am I allowed to? I'm looking at my Jewish uh, people in the studio. Can I say Merry Christmas to this guy? Is that uh, absolutely okay? Merry Christmas, Andy Kindler. I am insulted. Stop it. <laughs> no, I'm, I love Christmas, and my wife uh, loves Christmas. So say, we'll be doing it all. We'll be do, we'll be making it happen. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> love on Susan, and uh, we'll talk to you again in the future. I hope. Thanks so much, Drew. I really appreciate appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Andy. Take care. Take man. care. Bye. Bye. Andy Kindler on the Drew Marshall Show. Boy, I'm I'm. We should have, celebrate Hanukkah more often. I, I'm liking these people. 
All right, coming up next, let's hope he's out in the lobby, folks. Uh, the one and only Humble Howard is uh, should be in the house somewhere sometime soon. If not, we're going to play a lot of commercials. We'll be right back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show, Canada's most listened to spiritual talkback program. 